Hello everyone. My name is Dr. Kulmeet Kunlis and today we will be discussing about how we could navigate senior care gracefully and beautifully. This is a very common topic and we face in our practice on daily basis and I have been asked many time question about what should we do what are the target goals are why we as a medical community do what we do so i decided to create this video based on science and evidence so that you could understand what is important when is about healthcare above the age of 65 we have identified four topics which we will talk about the first topic is to understand geriatric population as a whole second we will talk in detail about medications number 3 problem is mobility number 4 is about mind and the last and the most important one is what matters to you so let's understand first you as a patient as a human being above the age of 65 i think it's a privilege to be elder and it's privilege to be senior and this is one of the most beautiful thing which can happen to any individual but as we go through circle of life we know that certain physiological changes happen aging does not mean loss of quality it doesn't mean loss of vibrancy in life it does not mean loss of joy in life actually senior years should be really golden i have heard from my patients that golden years are not as golden as they thought but i think it is if we keep the things in a perspective yes through our journey in life for 65 and above more years we have accumulated lot of disease burden in addition to medicines in addition to physiological changes which are bound to happen in our body that combined effect is something which we do not plan for it is not that most of the time it is abnormal to get old it is what we have not prepared for getting old and understanding it and Let's delve deep. What are physiological changes happen in the body? And I will go through head to toe so that we have some kind of a process which you could follow in your mind. Your brain. As we grow old, our brain cell decrease in number and we do have some physiological drop in memory. That is not enough to make you demented or to change. it is a just a physiological change your eyes are more prone to develop cataracts glaucoma and lid drooping other common problems that is physiological that is not pathological ear nose throat system or mouth you will develop that you produce less saliva you are more prone to dryness of your mouth your heart muscle 
definitely decreases in its ability to contract and pump out. Your blood vessels become thick and they are very difficult to move the blood pressure or the blood volume through the blood vessel. That is why as we age, your blood pressure increases. Your GI tract, the inner lining of the cells becomes thin that make you more prone to develop certain infections and certain inflections if you are not careful with diet. In your genitourinary system, in case of females, they are more prone to develop incontinence urine. And in case of male, they are more prone to develop a retention of the urine due to enlarged prostate. There is dryness of external genitalia in case of female and shrinking of the penis in case of male. So there is that's a physiological change, which all can be reversed. In our musculoskeletal system, our muscle mass decrease, we call sarcopenia. And we are going to discuss that in more detail when we talk about other aspects of the care. Your joint becomes stiff, your gait becomes unstable, and you are more prone to falls. I am taking you through this journey of physiological changes combined with your medical diagnosis medications and other effects including your environment where you live that makes you a medically complex and we need to understand you through the angle of physiological changes your disease burden your medications your social environment and i have found it out that if we understand you and or we start with this understanding through this lens how this thing is important to you or to help you also need to start thinking and helping us more whenever you go and see the doctor make sure you take all your medication either bottles or make an accurate list of medications including your over the counter medications and bring it to us that will eliminate any kind of issues or problems that issue number 2 make sure you know yourself ensure that your all the diagnoses are well known to you and all the recommendations which are been given to you you are fully aware of that and you are taking care of them next make sure you understand physiological changes and don't confuse it for the disease we see lot of people who become anxious depressed when they don't understand what is the difference between physiological changes and the disease burden if you are able to differentiate then you could do something about that let's go to what are the changes you could do we went through the journey from head to toe and everything which is physiological could be slowed down or could be reversed if you employ the strategies which we will discuss end of this talk second major issue is which i want to eliminate is that yes above the age of 65 medically you are complex but there are other aspects we should be aware of second biggest thing which i want to talk about is medications polypharmacy meaning 
people taking more than six medication above the age of 65, including your vitamins, minerals, over-the-counter medications, is very common. Irony is most of the seniors do not keep up regular follow-up, regular visits with their primary care physician. We are getting a split care. If you have a heart problem, lung problem, joint problem, you're seeing three different physicians and nobody is knowing you in a holistic view. Nobody knows you as a whole. That is why in our healthcare system, the role of primary care is very important. Primary care is your quarterback. He or she will know you completely. And if you have to see any of the specialists, you should see them after discussing with your primary care rather than self-referring yourself and going and seeing your specialist with incomplete information and not providing them adequate backup data. If you go and see the specialist when your primary care refers, 99% of the time your primary care physician will send your last labs, problem list, and now with the advent of all the electronic health records, we are able to send pretty much the whole cumulative data so that your specialist is not blinded or they are not confabulating and they could make the right decision. Further, if you are going through your primary care, then your specialist is obligated to send us his recommendation and consult reports, which we all can talk it over and we could come up with a customized plan for you. What happens in reality is you are seeing different physician. They are writing medication based on their findings for their specialty field diagnosis. Many times you end up having duplicate medications and you are more prone to have multiple side effects. So under medication, one thing which I would recommend is you must keep updated list of your medications. The best practice should be on your next visit, take all your medication to your primary care physician, have them clarify all your list and they will print it for you, which you could keep in your wallet or your purse. And that will help a lot. Second error which happens with when in regards to medications is because of your physiological changes, whenever you take any medication, the way body metabolizes that medication, there are two main pathways. Either the medication is excreted through your liver or is excreted through your kidneys. As you go along, function of both your liver or their capacity to clear the medication from your system decreases, so as the kidneys. So you become at a higher risk to develop complications. So you must not just take the medication because somebody is giving to you. You must take the completed list to your doctors and specialists. Further, because of decreased capabilities, if your primary care is monitoring your medications, they will be able to adjust your medication dosages based on your liver function test, based on your kidney function test, and they will definitely eliminate any duplicate or redundant medications. 
then there are certain medications which are absolutely should not be given to a senior every year medicare publishes a list of medication and we call it beards list that is the category of medications which have been shown over and over as a population lead to more complications to our seniors as compared to other population and they are considered relatively contraindicated your primary care physician gets the data on those medications if you have been prescribed by any of your physicians if your primary care after the pharmacy reviews it and your insurance reviews it they will send the data and your primary care physician will be able to adjust or stop the medications but i want you to be aware of following category of medications if you are taking it those are on beers list it's not that you cannot take those medications but you must have a real compelling reason to take those medications and they should be monitored by your primary care physician the most common medication on this list is we call as non steroidals those are goodie powders which you buy over the counter ibuprofen naproxen brax mobic all these medications as i said can be given they are excreted through your kidneys and if you have kidney functions which is not optimal either the dose of those medications should be decreased or should be eliminated further in seniors their gut lining is thin and weak you are at higher risk to develop gastritis ulcers and inflammation so it is important that if you are taking up this medication you must be aware of them and must know that they can cause ulcers and can also lead to worsening of your kidney functions and you must talk to your primary care physician next class of medication is sleeping medications all sleeping medications should be avoided but ambien and the older medications in this class they are contraindicated they lead to higher risk of next day drowsiness clouding of your memory falling sleep fall and that is a major problem so if you are any of those medications you must take it very sparingly and must use proper sleep hygiene to help you what has worked for ages for better sleep a limit stimulation like tv smartphones tablets at least 1 hour prior to your scheduled bedtime number next make sure you tire your mind by some reading book or bible or anything which fancy you so that the mind gets tired reading or writing is more tiring for mind than anything you could do make sure your sleeping area is relatively cold your bed is nice and warm and you remove all the light and stimulation and then proper food 3 to 4 hours before you are going to bed will all aid to help you to sleep and go to bed properly and we call it sleep hygiene and try to 
ensure that you go to bed pretty much at the same time round about and wake up at the same time. Next class of medication on Beard's list is anticholinergics. Those are all the antihistamines like Benadryl, Phenergan, and Tussinex, Mucinex, DM. All those medications have first class or first generation antihistamines. They make you more risk for falling, somnolence, and date of drowsiness. Lot of antibiotics, you should be taking it very carefully. All antipsychotic medications should be decreased and adjusted based on your liver function test and your kidney function test. All antipsychotic medications, if God forbid you are on any of those, should be lowered and the doses should be adjusted. In case of medications, what I want to ensure is that you are taking medication for right reason at right dose and there is always you are being monitored by your physician so that these medications do not lead to harmful consequences. Next topic which I want to take up is your mind. As we grow old, we have gone through circle of life and we have accumulated lot of regrets, lot of worries, both financial, physical, social, and that I have seen over and over leads to a lot of depression, anxiety, and loneliness. Three things which I said, loneliness, anxiety, and depression. And only antidote to this thing is mental stimulation. And you need people or communities around you. In older days, when we lived in a joint families, there was enough mental stimulation, there was enough mental health. We were not alone. We were secure and contented. There was no worries or fears. But we cannot change our societies, but we could change in the, at the home. We need to build or ensure that if our finances allow, we live in communities which provide us fellowship based on our interests and values. Ensure, find some friends, connect with others. And I'm very proud of our seniors. In this journey, I found it out as six and older use Facebook and social media a lot more than my expectation. I was very encouraged and that was one of the effort I started making these videos was, I thought that I repeat this message many times a day. If I could do these sessions, hopefully it reaches more people and serves you better and we will be able to be of value to you. Next topic which I want to discuss is mobility. As we age, restriction of mobility and falls are the real dangers. If you ever visit nursing home, you will be surprised to know that most of the seniors who end up in the nursing home, they are not primarily due to any chronic diseases or any cancers or heart attack. Majority of them are there because they had a fall, led to some fracture 
and they unfortunately end up in the nursing home and never came back home so ensuring your proper mobility strength and balance is very important ensure that you do both kind of exercises resistance training and cardiovascular training what i mean is ensure you use some weight training to ensure that you have a proper muscle mass and balance and cardiovascular endurance so that your heart lungs brain is perfused more and better and you are feeling better loss of muscle mass or sarcopenia will lead to fatigue that will limit your mobility and will start a cascade of problems this is about prevention but if god forbid you're already there that you have lost muscle mass you're feeling weak and tired what to do starting at any age is important yesterday i saw one of our senior patients she is 87 after we talked about 6 months ago she started chair yoga and she was very limited now i could probably say she is independent and she is enjoying her life and that was such an encouraging and that made me feel good for a whole day because i felt my work is meaningful and worth something so it is never late to start exercising you don't need to go to gym you could start at home and our office has a lot of resources which we could refer it to you to help you do this one part other thing when you are limited for your mobility next thing comes into problem is your transportation if you are weak stiff not balanced first thing they happen is seniors stop driving and when they do that that then they start missing their doctor's appointment and other aspects of their life and that leads to further complications but now we have a solution we and you should also work harder with your primary care offices to ensure that when you go and visit them ensure that you have your patient portal activated ask them question and learn it these day televisits are very simple if you could text your office doctor's office will text you a link you just have to push and they will be on the other side and they could provide i have been experimenting and increasing access to our seniors especially the vulnerable seniors with telehealth and it has been very encouraging we have been able to reduce the number of visits significantly we constantly have implemented a program that when you do a blood work or you have a test or you are seen for some acute problem we do not want you to come to office we are able to reach you via telehealth and it is very easy and i think it is the best solution in our hands which we have these days next thing which we need to discuss about what matters to you this is very important if we don't know what what is important for us then life will start losing its meaning that will lead to boredom and loneliness anxiety depression and dementia let's elaborate 
every human being has different needs but there are certain principles and especially in seniors you must have meaning and purpose in life getting old doesn't mean just waiting for death this is the time when you should do everything under the sun to remain productive meaningful and connected what to your family members to your friends and local communities you must have a meaning and a reason to get up every day and it should not be going to the doctor's offices or worried about the medications and every human being has something different which kind of takes them and what gives them life and make them important medically what is important for me as a physician as or as a primary care physician is to know your choices and one of the most important choice which we're going to talk about is advanced directives and preparing for completing our circle of life it is a scientific fact that 90% of our seniors once they have lived whole circle of life they do not want to die in the hospital or nursing home they want to die in their own bed among their own people but why they end up in this alternative situation is because we do not talk talking about end of life is very difficult and we have realized it's difficult both for patients and also for physicians for physicians perspective is that we are trained to save life we fight for every minute of life and we tend to forget that one day this circle is going to be completed and we will not be here anymore that is one of the main reason most of the physician do not approach there are other factors like we are very busy and third is personal awareness from patient's perspective is a we play for or plan for multiple contingencies in life but we don't plan for dying and i think that is one of the things we have very clear understanding and discussion with our patients so that they know how they want to depart this world i've seen my own patients they may have end stage lung cancer or any other problem once they understood where they stand in this circle of life they make very different decisions than what they do when they are not told and discussed about regarding advanced directives what it means in nutshell is that you will be in control when you cannot make the decisions that is the whole fundamental premise against or for a advanced directive is the law has been tested multiple times it wants you to be based on the principle of autonomy which states that every human being has a fundamental right to decide for themselves when we are alert and oriented and we could understand the information we do make our decisions for ourselves what we want to accept what we don't want to accept problem rises is when you are 
elderly and frail and you cannot make your decisions yourself and you have not articulated your wishes even with your family member and your medical or healthcare system then there is hierarchy of decision which is made which may be totally not congruent to what you want so talk to your physicians this is a complicated and difficult conversation but i believe we all must have advanced directives there are a lot of myths around it advanced directive has only one person to keep you in charge of your health when you do not or you are not able to make the decisions for yourself there are three couple of components part so long as you can make your decision you are in charge when you can't make the decision you have laid down ground or rules what you want to accept what you don't want to accept we call it living well and then you have to designate somebody who will be making the decision hopefully somebody who knows you and understand you and you had a very clear discussion with them about your choices and he or she is not going to make a choices on your behalf what they feel rather they will make a decision for you what the way you want it that is call healthcare surrogate or durable power of attorney then is the dnr order and rest of the part which is not very important at this time for the discussion but i just wanted you to leave you with the understanding that talking about the end and circle of life is very important and you must think about them beautiful part is legally you do not need any attorney to frame up those advanced directives every primary care office has forms which they could provide you along with booklets or some paperwork to make you understand so you do not need a attorney that is one of the biggest myth second you could change your advanced directive any time you want to be next you could change people or healthcare surrogate or whoever is going to be serving for the durable power of attorney on your behalf you could change them any time if your circumstances change your situation changes it's not fixed but it will guide us further make sure you get your wills known to everybody both your family members and also to your healthcare team you make sure that your advanced directives are visible to everybody usually you will have them posted in a polythene bag in your refrigerator most of the emts and the paramedics when they go home they are trained to look at those places if nobody is there to tell them make it available to all of them so what we have discussed so far is we discussed about that once you become senior medically you are a complex patient so more due diligence is needed we talked about medications in detail we talked about mind we talked about mobility and we talked about what matters to you this is the framework which american college of geriatrics and canadian association has accepted and that is the framework which as primary care physician we follow you might have heard when you go to physician's office 
most of our seniors do not volunteer this information whether you are depressed whether you are in a canteen of urine so you will find when you go there the medical assistants will start some questionnaires which are dedicated to look for depression they will look for your incontinence they will look for your falls they will look for your immunizations so healthcare system is designed in a way that all these aspects which i have talked about they are picked up and comprehensive plan could be created in nutshell now let's come to what we could do about this thing is we cannot change our age and this a privilege to get old but what we could do is there are five pillars of geriatric care which we have universally understood and agreed a proper nutrition your nutrition needs to be high in fiber protein quality fat and quality carbohydrates not in junk because when you are young your body can take a lot but once you are senior you are working on minimal reserve your body needs proper nutrition second physical activity you must exercise some kind every day the recommendation is move for 30 minutes minimum 5 days a week preferably 7 days a week next stop drinking or minimize to one drink every day if you are smoker you have enjoyed it enough it's time to call it a quit because now you don't have a reserve it will lead to lot of pain and suffering you must have some mental stimulation some relationship some reason to interact every day whether on social media or in person and you must have meaning if you are just floating around in life and you have no meaning and purpose in life you will be alone you will be depressed further use technology to your advantage i am very happy to report that we made concerted effort that every senior coming to our office we ensure that they know their portal to a it is active is installed there on, on their smartphones and also they are trained how to send us the information if you could send a message on facebook you should be able to send the message to your doctor if you could do facetime you should be able to start the televisit that will improve transportation problems mobility problems and also you will be able to get quality care quickly on the technology side electronic health records are very important in our office we have a service we call h2h which is on demand your if you have installed your app and you have enabled it we should be able to contact you immediately directly and that information is also available on our smartphones so it makes it reaching you very quick and we are able to help you in a timely fashion further also look for offices which integrate remote patient monitoring 
which are using more and more devices. Now management of diabetes, blood pressure, heart failure is a lot more easier. With these devices and remote patient monitoring, your physician can get real-time data and they could make adjustment to your medications in real time so that you could prevent pain and suffering, going to emergency rooms, hospitalizations, and you're going through this journey in a proper way. I think the core message which I wanted to give through this live session is A, move your body, take care of your mind, interact with people, interact with technology and use it to your advantage and develop meaning and purpose why you should get up tomorrow and minimize your medications and use your primary care offices and other healthcare providers to your advantage who are connected to you via technology. Technology is getting very simple. There is no reason to be intimidated anymore and we will continue to be there to help you. Thank you very much. I hope this was helpful. We'll meet next week at same time. Thank you very much.